Ladies and gentlemen, a late hate is back for this week. Kevin, massive show. I'm actually genuinely really looking forward to this. Um, we're going to do a big Cena Reigns debate later on, which I'm looking forward to. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff said in that that's going to be a bit, I will say, hated just for the sake of the show, but I think that's going to be fantastic. And Kevin, before we get to that, though, we've got some things to talk about with current wrestling. Um, there's a fair bit going on. Uh, you've told me off camera that there's something you want to mention which i'll hand over to you in a moment but yeah talking bloodline talking that like one or two good segments on raw should, should be good kevin over to you how you doing pal i'm good pal before we get to the to this week's episode i'd like to make a plug if i can so i uh my youtube channel my solo youtube channel was formerly known as bonafide heat i put that to rest um d- done are the days of the the Miz rants and the rants in general over no more my channel will now be called wrestling uncovered so subscribe to the channel be in the link in this description got new content coming very soon gonna be a unique brand of content that you can't find anywhere else in wrestling youtube pal now with all that being said let me ask you mr jimmy the elitist mr jte what's your honest thoughts on mr tony khan booking an angle featuring a car crash victim less than a month after we lost jay briscoe in a, in a horrific, tragic car crash. That, that's not the best, Kevin. I thought AEW would be above doing something like that. I thought AEW was about professionalism, just letting the guys wrestle. There's none of this BS. That's the very kind of Vince McMahon type thing, Kevin. I expect better from AEW. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, and for those of you who don't know what I'm referring to, <clears throat> um, last week, or I guess you, we could say Wednesday's Dynamite, MJF, he did a promo where he was talking about, I, I assume, Liv Morgan. He was talking about a woman named Liv that was, uh, you know, quote-unquote servicing him while he was driving. And then he got into an accident and said Liv uh, was severely injured. I don't remember if, if he said that she died, but I know he was severely injured. And I remember watching this, and I was like, okay, this is the true personification. Like, you and I, we say all the time, to be funny, that people will praise everything AEW does. A certain portion of the fan base will praise everything AEW does. And people were praising this. And I'm, and I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, bro, this is literally Katie Vick redone. Like, the beginning of the Katie Vick, where Triple H is like, oh, ugh. Kane lost his girlfriend in a car accident, ugh. So not only is it a reminder of that horrific storyline, literally, less than a month ago, Jay Briscoe lost his life in a, in a car accident. And now MJF is doing this as a promo. So, I don't know, I mean, I have just reservations about it you know mjf for one should have not done this for one tony khan should not have signed off on this uh where are the evps pal where's the young bucks and kenny they'd be like hey maybe we shouldn't do that i yeah i know kevin i'm not gonna like feign no i'm not saying you are at all with this but I'm i'm not gonna like you know, be like some of, some of these people I've seen in the community with this who've like faked being genuinely like, and there's a very small percentage as well who've acted as though this is like genuinely like, how could you? Uh, but like, it's just kind of really, seriously, well, this, this is one of those things where I, I know it gets said a lot, Kevin, but if WWE had have done anything even like this, and not, not even to this extent, they hadn't even mentioned any kind of car accident within a month of the, what happened with Jay Briscoe, oh my God. The, the the scandal, Kevin, the backlash, the outrage, 
I, I know what you mean with the the reaction this got. People were praising this. Oh my god, what a promo! This is so good. Oh my god, MJ the best promo in the biz. Oh, he's amazing. He's this was so good. And it's like there's just no consistency. Like that's all I ask for. If, if this is if this happens and Vince McMahon's booking the show, you're saying this is the worst thing we've seen in 15 years. You're saying WWE is evil. You're saying that it needs to be taken off television. You're saying to strip MJ for the championship. It happens in AEW, Kevin, the exact same promo. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. And my, and my oh. question is, what does this promo have to do with the storyline at hand between Brian Danielson and MJF? I know. Well, like, go on. Yeah, and and I'm not here to try to say, oh, MJF should be fired. Tony Khan should have to relinquish his his ownership of AEW. I'm not saying that, but like, like man, like wow, just an interesting choice of content, if you will. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna like boycott AEW or anything over it, but I just wasn't a fan of it. And then everybody was complaining too about the acclaimed losing the tag team titles to the Guns, like people freaking out about that. Like, why? I don't know. AEW <laughs> just seems to be in the mud creatively right now. That it's, like, yeah. a great time. Like, this literally might be the worst that AEW's been, the worst position they've been in creatively since their inception in 2019. I don't know if that's a, a hyperbole or an overblown statement, but that, that's just the way I feel. I mean, I haven't really seen anything in recent months that's like, wow, gotta catch AEW uh, now. <laughs> I, know you, I know what you're saying. Like, I, Kevin, I remember... I mean, for the most part, Kevin, AEW's had at least something ever since they've been conceived, which has been like, okay, well, at least, you know, most of the show I'm not really into, but they're doing this, or, you know, I'm not really into a bunch of stuff, but Jericho's doing his stuff, or I'm not really into a bunch of the stuff, but MJF is doing the running for president stuff, and there's, you know, some interesting storylines going on here, or Cody's fighting racism, or CM Punk's feuding with the elite. There's been something, Kevin. But at the moment, I feel like the last few months, obviously Punk's been off TV, We've had, I, I think, yes, John Moxley's feuding with Hangman Page. That's just happening. I, I'm pretty sure. We've got Daniel Bryan's feuding with MJF. But literally the week-to-week build is Daniel Bryan having matches with just randoms. And and then MJF's cutting these just odd promos, which apparently everyone's praising. And and then what? Like, the guns are now the tag champions. Like, like what, what's going on, Kevin? Kevin, to me, AW. For so long, their whole thing was, ha, we're not Vince McMahon. We're, like, we're an alternative. Now it's like, well, Triple H is running WWE and he's running it pretty well on the whole. It's more interesting than AEW. The main storyline in a WWE is way more interesting than AEW. Just, AEW is just kind of there. They're, they're lackluster creatively. Nothing they're doing is genuinely captivating me at all. Like, I, I tuned in a little bit to, like, you know, Dynamite two weeks ago. And I was like, what is this? Like, like, what on this show is inspiring me to watch next week? In WWE, Kevin, you've got the bloodline, which right there, everything they do with that is fantastic. They've got Cody and him challenging for the title, and they're building up the young guys really well. And AW, I'm like, what's the direction of this product, Kevin? You've got Paige or Soraya <clears throat> and Tony Storm as a tag team. Why are they a tag teams? They've been a part of Triple X action online. Like, what is this, Kevin? What is this show? You know what? What are these days? I have a content idea. I, I, we, you and I, we're going to do a stream. We're going to go back and we're going to watch an Elite Heat episode. And I'm going to take a shot every time you say my name when you talk. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how long I last before I pass out. <laughs> Kevin. 
Like, I think right there in this, like, opening, what, like, five minutes, you said my name at least, like, four times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it adds emphasis to the points. Like, I say something dramatic. Instead of saying, like, okay, or like, I say, Kevin. Sounds great. <laughs> great, pal. Keep doing what you're doing. But the transition, since you brought up Cody Rhodes, I want to talk about this fantastic promo between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman from Monday Night Raw. Yes. I mean, this was a, like a near perfect promo, and, and I, I want to I want to ask you this too. <clears throat> is Paul Heyman like is he a top three promo of all time now? So I, I think most people will say like ninety five percent of people watching this will probably agree that number one and two are Rock and Ric Flair. You could even say one A one B in terms of the best mic workers, and then like that three through ten spots they're pretty wide open. I mean a lot of people would say Chris Jericho, CM Punk, you know Dusty Rhodes. Steve Austin, but I, I mean, I think Paul Heyman might be in that uh, in that conversation. But what do you think? I'd agree. I would agree with you. I, I think, and what we've seen from Paul Heyman this week alone on Raw with Cody, which this, Kevin, you allude to it, this segment was excellent. This was really good. Like, that segment was great. And then the segment on SmackDown, well, the multiple segments, actually, but the one in the ring with Sami Zayn was great. And then all the, you know, stuff backstage after it with the uh, Jimmy Uso and Paul Heyman's phenomenal. And Kevin, for years, it was just him in the ring with Brock Lesnar and he would, he would explain the storyline and you'd think, oh, okay. And it would kind of be a bit bland. But now what we're seeing is just Paul Heyman showing how great he is. And Kevin, that segment on Raw, oh my God. Like, I'll throw back to you for this. Talk, tell us how good it was, Hal. It, it was so good. It was so captivating. That, that's why we watch pro wrestling, you and me. We watch pro wrestling for the entertainment, for the segments, for the promos. Yeah, the matches are good, but if you're just having matches for the sake of having matches, like that's kind of watered down. Not really my style. I, I don't really view wrestling as like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Like like a gymnastic, like a, an art. Yep. You know, I, yep. don't, I, don't vis- I don't really view it that way. I like it for the entertainment. <clears throat> and this was just everything that I like in one, like... What twenty minute segment? So basically, Cody, he's out there. Paul Heyman's out there, and they're like, Cody's giving Paul Heyman his flowers. Paul Heyman's giving Cody his flowers, and then it takes a turn. Then Heyman makes that just emotional statement where he's like, you know, Roman is the son that Dusty always wanted, and just like, wow, it was crazy. You know, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insinuating that. Cody and Dustin, they did, they never really won the big one. They were never the face of WWE, so they didn't make Dusty proud, but Roman did. And then Cody just gets emotional, saying that Paul Heyman makes it personal. Just a masterclass. An absolute masterclass of storytelling. It was so good. And you're watching it thinking, all those times we were watching AEW a few years ago, looking at Cody's segments, thinking this feels this feels so WWE. This doesn't feel like AEW. Well, now what we're seeing is Cody in literally the main storyline, and he's fitting in perfectly. Cody doesn't feel out of place at all in this segment. Cody felt like a big star. Paul Heyman was fantastic in this as well, and the promo was great. When it took that turn with the Roman line, Oh, my God. Incredible. And that set up the WrestleMania match really well because, Kevin, obviously right now, it's a lot of the bloodline, Sami Zayn. That's like the big thing. And there was some people who were a bit, you know, 
trepidatious that that might overshadow Reigns and Cody WrestleMania. But especially after that segment on Raw, everything will play out just fine. The Cody and Roman match already from that one segment alone has enough hype to make it at least a compelling WrestleMania main event. So it should be phenomenal. Absolutely. And then the transition over to SmackDown, we had the Sami Zayn, we had the Paul Heyman segment. And Roman Reigns wasn't on the show. That's another thing to know. Roman Reigns was not on the show. But the bloodline, the rest of the bloodline, the Uso, Sammy, Paul Heyman, they built up to the Elimination Chamber match perfectly. And I think that adds to the mystique of Roman Reigns and the mystique of a WWE champion when they're not there all the time. But Roman Reigns doesn't have to be on SmackDown every Friday and on Raw every Monday having matches or whatever, cutting, set, cutting promos, doing segments. <clears throat> and it's just not necessary. It kind of waters down the champion. Like, I think about, like, Seth Rollins when he wins the belt in the heist of the century after cashing in yeah. Money in the Bank. Then the next night, it's just like, okay, we're going to do Seth Rollins versus Neville. Here's a match. <laughs> there you go. Like, like, wow. Okay, very entertaining. You've, you've brought up that Seth Rollins and Neville match in, like, our last three shows. <laughs> yeah, it's just a classic example for me of, like, I know, right? the way I know. to ruin a champion and water down a champion. Correct. The champion should feel big time. The champion should feel special. It should feel like the champion's on the show and you're thinking, oh my God, when's the segment going to be? What's he going to do? That's what you should think. And that this bloodline stuff on SmackDown particularly, that, that has that written all over it. You've got that segment to open the show. Sami Zayn comes up in the hoodie behind Paul Heyman. Heyman cuts the really good little promo. Then Sami Zayn gets heated with him and you know warns Roman and warns Heyman about you know, what Roman's got to deal with. And how Montreal is going to be a different beast. It's going to be, you know, a night Roman is, you know, won't be prepared for, like all this type of stuff. And then the stuff with the Usos, which that was only about 20 minutes, half an hour later, because the opening segment happened. And then they do a couple of other, like, little kind of wild card stuff. And then they're back to the, the Usos and their tag title match, like 25 minutes later. So it, it wasn't like last week where you go like an hour without seeing any bloodline stuff. This week, it was literally every, like, 15 to 20 minutes, there was a new bloodline segment of some kind. It, it made the show flow really well, considering Roman Reigns wasn't on it. Obviously, the star power isn't as like, oh, Roman's on, Roman's on. But the storyline was just, they, they fleshed it out brilliantly. And yeah, as you say, they, they built up the Elimination Chamber great, and it was just really good all around. But what did you think of the segment where Sami Zayn acknowledged Jey Uso? That was excellent. That was really good. Um, it's stuff like that where Sami Zayn just, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. Sami Zayn's backstage. They're next to like one of those production trucks, like those big WWE trucks. Jay Uso's got his tag titles after the title match. And Sami Zayn's just like, you know, you not you know, doing what you did at the Royal Rumble. That meant a lot to me. Like, I appreciated that. Um, I think you can see where I'm coming from with Roman. Like, I acknowledge you, Jay. You're like genuinely really good. And he like, fist bumped him like that was great that that is fantastic television that's more compelling than anything we've seen in a long time just that segment right there so yeah really good very high really praise good. yeah then uh yep. I, what, the, the show ended with the tag team title match correct no 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 so they the, the tag title match happened like an hour into the show right with okay. braun Strowman and ricochet um jay Uso comes down through the crowd so he was there for his brother um yeah, him and jimmy hug they do their match. Then after it, there's like a backstage segment. Jay and Jimmy are talking. Then Jay walks off. Paul Heyman comes over to Jimmy Uso and it's like, oh, did Jay say anything? And Jimmy says, no. So there's a bit of tension there, Kevin. Then they main evented the show 
with the fatal four-way IC title number one contenders match, pal. Well, well, first, talk to us about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. So, presumably, I, I think you told me this, that the Usos are not allowed in Montreal for legal reasons? To my understanding, and, like, the story came out, yes, due, due to the, I think it was the DUI stuff, particularly involving Jimmy, that they're, they're not allowed in Canada. Now, Kevin, what they did, well, what they're setting up is at the end of the show, Paul Heyman told Jimmy Uso... You know, just got a message from our tribal chief. Stay home next week for SmackDown. Watch the show. You apparently learn a lot more watching the show on TV than you do actually being on it, which I thought that was a great way of ending it because obviously there's been a bit of Sami Zayn and Jey Uso stuff and there's been some, some you know, some drama unfold. So, yeah, Kevin, I guess they're setting up when the Usos aren't at the Elimination Chamber, potentially. That's so. hilarious. Yeah, what do you think about uh, Madcap Moss? Becoming the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to dethrone Gunther. I don't, I don't think that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess filler. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, it's interesting. Okay, well, I guess that wraps up our conversation about the uh, the weekly shows. Anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. I, I don't know. Next week there should be a, I think a Brock Lesnar and Lashley contract signing. There's gonna be more Bloodline stuff. That's gonna and be probably great. Another, another good Cody segment or two, and they're maybe gonna flesh out a bit more of the WrestleMania plans. So yeah, next week's shaping up well for the weekly shows, which you know that's I haven't said that in a long time. So yeah, should be interesting. All right. So now what we're gonna do? We're gonna have like a great debate about John Cena and Roman Reigns. Essentially. So mm-hmm. the way I've prepared this and. I think you'll like this idea. Mm-hmm. We we break it down to like six to ten important categories that make up a wrestler. So, for yep. example, I would say, okay, we're, now we're going to talk about Roman Reigns and John Cena's in-ring ability. Yeah. And then we can kind of debate it from there. Like that? What, what, yep. what do you think? I, I like that. I do. I do. I, I think, yeah, a category, category basis is like the most objective we can do it. Um, We're not just trying to yell on feelings here where we want to like actually break this down and give you guys some value when you listen to this so yeah i like the format I like the format right and the crux of this uh, the reason why you and i are doing this is because roman reigns and john cena are the biggest stars of their respective generation john cena owned the 2000s and the early 2010s and then roman reigns picked up at about 2014 15 and has been owning wwe for the past decade roughly mm-hmm. so now we're gonna see just which one is better and you know naturally i'm more of a ruthless aggression era guy you're a pg era guy so you may resonate more with the the peak of roman reigns where i'll resonate more with the peak of john cena so it should make for an interesting debate and 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 whether i'll just let me say this real quick whatever side of the fence you fall on like you're not right or wrong if you're a roman reigns fan or if you're a john cena fan let us know in the comments tweet at us whatever wherever you stand if you agree with me or you hate me or you agree with, with Jimmy or you hate Jimmy for whatever reason. Yeah. You're just going to have and, a little fun. I know, right? And yeah, Kevin, the main reason I had this idea to do this was I was watching the Royal Rumble and that ending like segment with Roman Reigns and like the main event match with Owens, really what happened after. I know you saw it. Everyone listening has probably seen it by now. And just how great that storytelling was. And I said to myself, I can never recall John Cena being involved in a storyline or something that is genuinely that compelling from a storyline perspective. 
because Kevin, growing up, all I saw of Cena was, oh, hustle loyalty respects the nation. I never give up. I overcome odds, even though I'm our top baby face for a decade. I'm, <laughs> I beat Rusev's the nation. I beat Bray Wyatt's the nation. Wade Barrett, uh, AAU, and bury you, Sination. Like, that's all, I, that's all I remember. I was thinking to myself, watching the Rumble, what Reigns is doing right now, Cena basically never did, outside of some stuff on, like, SmackDown 2004. So, yeah, with that said, I think we're ready to kind of kick this off with this back-and-forth discussion. We'll call it a discussion. It may turn into a, a heated debate. We never know. So, yeah. All right, let, let's get to it. So I, I'll pick a category that I don't think there would be much debate with to start off mm-hmm. with, and yeah. that's mic skills. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead. You, you kick it off. Um, I'd give that to Cena. Um, I think Cena's mic skills, I mean, against Roman, personally, we saw um, 2017. I can't pretend like that didn't happen. That was just – that was – that was a thrashing in 2017. That said, Kevin, 2021, when they redid the feud, Reigns' mic skills were damn near better than Cena in that feud. Then again, Cena's whole bit during that was literally, I'm going to beat you in all I need is one, two, three. Like Cena just kept saying that over and over again. That was childish. That was cringe. Um, but Kevin, on the whole body of work, yeah, Cena destroys Reigns here in that one. Yeah, John Cena's a guy that's on the short list. When you think of the best promos in, in the wrestling history, in the wrestling business, John Cena's going to come up in most people's minds. He's up there with, with The Rock, with Flair, with Austin. Yeah. He's just on a different level than Roman Reigns. I mean, it's really like just one thing that like insinuates this point is the fact that Roman needs Paul Heyman by his side to do mo- most of his talking for him. Like, yeah, Roman's yeah. not a bad promo, but... I don't even yeah. think people would rank Roman in like the top thirty mic workers. I don't, would he make the top fifty? Maybe, but seeing as like in the top five, top seven conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, like in the in the modern day, like with all the current wrestlers we have, like Reigns is he's like basically a standout. I know he has Paul Heyman next to him, but like Reigns' promos are pretty good. They're not the best. I'm not saying that, but they're pretty good promos just generally. Like at the moment, but when you look at wrestling, the or the annals of the all time greats. Yes, Cena had a lot of bad promos written for him by Vince McMahon and Double Beauty writers over the years. But when we've seen Cena almost with the shackles off or with a bit of creative freedom to it, Cena's excellent. He is a phenomenal talker. So, yeah, objectively, Kevin will give... Yeah, Cena gets this category. Yeah, and just to, to add a little bit more to this, I don't even think Roman Reigns is the best promo in the business right now. Paul Heyman is better than him. I would take Cody over him, MJF, maybe Eddie Kingston. Some people would take Eddie Kingston over Roman Reigns. It, yeah. It's just, you know, Cena, when Cena was at his peak, and even, like, from 04, when Cena was doing the Dr. Thugonomics, it was like, okay, Cena's the best guy on the mic, and it's really not that close. He was just the best guy for pretty much all his run, except for, like, when Punk came in. Punk became the, the cult of personality in 2010, 2011, that, that era. But other than that, it was mostly Cena. You reckon Cena was the best mic worker from, like, 2005 through literally until, like, 2015? except for the punk stuff. You really think Cena was the best mic worker in that whole time? Well, who, who would you say? I assume you have someone in mind. Well, no, but I'm, I'm saying, like, a bunch of those years... I mean, Cena was hardly giving us, like, great must-see promos. It was very much just like, I'm, you know, I'm the champ. I beat your vaccination. Like, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but when, I guess... when push came to shove, though, and it was time yeah, for Cena fair. to cut a good promo... That's fair. 
so you don't get turned yeah. on. Like, like yeah. people say in hindsight, but not even hindsight. I guess when it happened, when the Rock and Cena feud happened, people are like, oh my god, the Rock owns Cena. Like, go back and watch those segments. Cena, uh, Cena was held his own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cena held his yeah. own. There was yeah, there was definitely some corny times where Cena would be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna beat your Rusev and that's it, pal. But when it came, mm. when push came to shove, Cena was there. We've seen some great, how many great like, mic mic offs have we seen with Cena? Cena and AJ Styles, Cena and Punk, Cena and Edge, Cena even Cena Orton had some good battles on the mic. It, it was just, it, it was he was always on a different level. And and it, and the corny stuff, he he did his shtick down to the T. Like he, he always had his stick down. He always looked comfortable. He always made people buy into what he was saying, what he was selling, whether they yeah. hated him or they cheered him. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah we, we spent. Go ahead, go ahead. No, one more, I want to say one more thing as well. Cena has a lot more like memorable lines. Yes. Uh, granted, his career has been a lot longer, but like Reigns doesn't really have the you know like the the the, the lines you can think of off the top of your head. I clearly remember Kevin. But we're talking about mic work. The Cena line to the Usos about. You two look just like your mugshots. Like, <laughs> that. that's fantastic. Like, Reigns, his most, like, memorable line outside of the Suffer and Succotash line from 2015, his most memorable, like, probably funny type, you know, TV 14 line was the missionary one about Cena. Like, that was, like, a legitimately good line. But outside of that, generally, it's mostly the same. Cena's had that many, like, funny or creative lines over the years. You thought, oh, my, that guy's actually, he's class. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. the battle raps with Angle and Big Show, the, yeah. the time where he owned Lita and Edge. He's just, he's had so many. There's so many we could go yeah. on and on with for days. But if, if you were to put like a, a rating on a scale of 1 to 10 on each guy's mic skills, what what would you give them? For me, I would say Cena is like a 9, and mm-hmm. I would give Reigns maybe like a 5.5. I'd say Cena's a 9, Reigns is a 6.5 or a 7. Um, but then again, yeah, nowadays, just comparatively, Kevin, 20 years ago, I'd say the average wrestler in WWE, their mic ability was like a seven or an eight, like for the average wrestler, the average star. Nowadays, I'd say the average is like a three and a half or a four. So that, that's kind of comparatively where we're at at this right. stage in wrestling. But yeah, Cena takes his category. I think we can move on. Absolutely. All right. So I guess a, a good category we could move to is merchandise. Mm-hmm. So... We this we could this could, we could break this into like two different subcategories where we just talk about overall quality of merchandise and then sales. Yeah. John Cena for sales. I mean, John Cena is the the biggest merchandise seller. He's one of the biggest merchandise sellers of all time. I think he's second or yeah. third behind Austin and and Hogan. He's somewhere yeah. like in that in that top three. Reigns maybe one day will crack the top ten, maybe, but. Yeah, I mean that like there's really nothing to debate there. Cena just statistically has done more sales, but quality of merchandise is an interesting one because Roman does have the Shield merchandise behind him, which the Shield merchandise was pretty good, and his uh, the Bloodline stuff, his new merchandise is probably better than anything that Cena's had. Like, Thank you. You could maybe you. you could maybe even argue you could argue some stuff for Cena, like like Cena has you know the like the army shirt or maybe like his some people like his eight bit eight bit Cena. Shirt. Yeah, that one. Um, what was the other one that people really like from Cena? I'm struggling to remember. But yeah, the the Bloodline stuff, like the Mafia, the, the Sopranos stuff from the Bloodline. I, I that's like a top tier quality wrestling merchandise. <clears throat> yeah, that that one. Yeah, personally, Kevin, I 
and once again, I'm happy you broke this category down to two because if we're talking sales and like all time, I guess recognizability with this scene the wins clearly, but just generally with like what merch looks like, I'd much prefer to wear. I'd rather wear like these like mafia style bloodline shirts with like either a picture of Roman looking like a gang boss with like Heyman or like the bloodline or like the acknowledge me or you know the the tribal chief or all these shirts. I'd much rather wear that than the, the, some of these like you know neon colored Cena ones, which just has a big like on the back you can't like it was like see me and like some of these shirts. The color was very recognizable and distinctive. You've got like bright green, bright orange. Cena did like all, he did the whole rainbow, pal. Cena did the fruity pebbles of t-shirts, pal. <laughs> Cena did it all. But on the whole, Reigns is, is much more wearable and rec- yeah, better in my opinion. That's Absolutely. And Cena's merchandise is more iconic. The, the John Cena t-shirt is just going to be more recognizable. Like that's on the level of like the NWO shirt, the DX shirt, the Austin 316 shirt. You see someone in the streets wearing like a purple UK see me shirt, you're gonna know what it is, whether you're a wrestling fan yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, so. fair. that's fair, that's fair. But yeah, I think I'll give yeah, the 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 oh you know, sales and recognizability is obviously seen off, but as far as kind of how cool the merch is or like the quality of it, I'd say Reigns wins this category. So Yeah. Right, yeah, it just depends on how you look at it. I, I think yeah. overall I would have to give it to Cena. Just because, like, the numbers and the recognizability. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, Reigns is better quality. But I think if we're talking merchandise overall as a category, I think it's got to go to Cena. But yeah, it's also interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's also interesting because, like, WWE, they, they don't want you to know that Jeff Hardy and CM Punk <laughs> outsold Cena in the, the late 2000s and early 2010s. So that, that's also an interesting factor to put in, into perspective as well. But, yeah. But, but, but how... The, the never give up you can't see me Sination, like all those shirts with bright neon colors pal but you, you're telling me that they got outsold by someone excuse me like i know isn't that mind-blowing good. i know right shocking anyway kevin we've covered merch let's move on yeah let's talk about charisma so th- this one is an interesting one i think they're pretty close on this category talk about reigns and cedar's charisma presence Factor in maybe entrance into this category too. When both guys are on the screen, it's must see TV. And Cena's mm-hmm. at a different level now in current day just because he's never around. So when Cena does make an appearance, it's like, oh my god, I have to watch this. And it, it's yeah. similar with Reigns. Like he's around, like, you know, he'll take a couple weeks off here and there. He'll be around building up to a pay per view where he's going to be defending the title. So yeah, it's, it's, like, okay, I'm going to check that out. I want to see what Reigns is doing. It's not the same level as current Cena. Like, if we're talking overall charisma, I, I think I got to give the edge to Cena on this one. Yeah, so Cena's better when he goes on, like, Jimmy Fallon and he goes on these, like, you know, the, the daily show, like, these morning shows. Like, Cena, as far as, like, an, a brand ambassador, is just he's just a bit, a little bit better. Probably because his personality is a bit more just, like, not goofy, but it's it's a bit more like kind of just like fun. Like, if that makes sense. Um, Ro- Roman's like he he's a bit more serious. He's still got that like you know like kind of fun side to him. But Cena was just like a bit more, I guess, and has been more like kind of I guess likable, easy to gravitate to. If that makes sense. Yeah, sort absolutely. Of 
yeah, like like this is one of those ones where it, it's like it, it's close, but I mean, you'll you'll tip it to Cena, I'd say, just because of the the longevity of you know how many appearances he's done on these shows and like you know, his general personality. But as far as charisma, yeah, like from WWE, like from a week to week shows perspective, um, I'd say what Reigns does nowadays is better than most of what Cena did in his career from the perspective of Kevin 10 years ago, every Raw would open with Cena coming out. I'm in Miami, Sination. I'm here. I'm fighting Rob back at Extreme Rules. I overcome everything, Sination. Like, stuff like that. You, you'd think to yourself, oh, is, what kind of, is this charismatic? Like, he's cutting the same promos. He's addressing the local sports team in Miami. He's saying that the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl and getting a cheap pop. <laughs> Like that, this is this is charisma. This is Cena. But nowadays, you know, I, I'd say yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tip this one to Cena just because of the longevity. But yeah, Reigns is doing now from the charisma standpoint. He, he comes out, it's, it, it, it's machismo. Like he, he's he's the he's the big G. That's the Reigns' character. Is he's top G of WWE. It, it's great. So yeah, and for me, I think Cena is. Oh, I'm sorry. I think charisma is Cena's greatest overall attribute. So I, I would give him a ten. In this category, um, I would give Reigns like an eight and a half, nine. Reigns is very charismatic too. Reigns always had that natural charisma. And he was the guy that when the Shield would come out, you'd be like, okay, yeah, Reigns is the guy that's going to be a WWE champion in the near future. You, you look at Rollins, you look at Ambrose, like yeah, those guys are great, but Reigns has it all. Reigns is like what six foot four, built like a football player, jacked, body of a Greek god, super athletic. Uh, you know, great entrance. He commands, he always commanded people's attention from even the Shield days. Even his NXT days. It was just something different about him. But with Cena, Cena, and I think what, what makes him so great is you talk about like the rinse, wash, repeat promos. Nobody else could, I don't think anybody else could ever do what Cena did. I, I, don't, I don't think you could put anyone else, whether it's Hulk Hogan, Austin, Bret Hart, any of the all-time greats. I don't think you could put any of them in what's seen in Cena's position, what he did in that climate, and he could just make it where people still want to see him. You know, he would come out every week, do the same thing, but people, the the people that grew up on the Attitude Era, that just hated Cena, they were still tuning in to hate watching segments, and the kids and the families they were tuning in because they love Cena. It's unprecedented, and I think that speaks to his charisma. Like, let's say, for example, you put, I don't know, you put Kurt Angle in that position, just to throw a name out there. Not to pick on Kurt Angle, but you just, you put him in that position. You have Kurt Angle, you make him the face of, of WWE, and you have him play this character where he's an, obno an obnoxious Olympic hero baby face, and he does a similar shtick to, to John Cena. I think it would have got tiring. I don't think it would have worked the same. I, the, Cena's just, he's got that natural it factor to him that you can't really put into perspective. And that, that's what makes him in the conversation for the Mount Rushmore topic. And that's why Reigns is not there. Maybe Reigns will get there at one point. But Cena, he always just, he always had people's attention no matter what he was doing. I think it's unprecedented. Yeah, and I feel like with that example, a better example would have been like Randy Orton. That's for that one. Because like Kurt Angle was one of the most charismatic guys ever, I'd say, as well. Like someone like Randy Orton doing that, where he's cutting that shtick week in, week out, people would have just tuned out in droves. Ratings would have been in the twos. Um, but Kevin, do I hear you say that you think Cena's greatest attribute is charisma? I, I think it might be. I think I think it might be. Like, yeah, his mic skills are fantastic too. 
is absolutely fantastic, but I, I think his charisma might be his greatest attribute. That, that's what separates the uh, the others. He's got the it factor. He's got that it factor. Like he's the guy. He should have been future endeavored in two thousand two, and somehow he he just got this one segment where he did a vanilla ice impersonation with Stephanie McMahon on Halloween, and parlayed that into maybe the greatest career in the history of wrestling. And I think that speaks volumes to his charisma. Yeah, I was going to say Cena's greatest attribute would be burying young talent, but, I mean, that's just me. <laughs> oh, so. my God, come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on. So, <laughs> next, what's the next topic you got? Pat? Oh, my God. I can't recover for that one. Uh, let's talk about outside of WWE. I think this is a whole category as well. Like, their celebrity, their presence in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I think this you is... Made- you made this category just so Cena can win another one. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it has to be discussed, pal. I mean, it's uh, part it, of the total package. Got... Yep, we can discuss it. It's part mm-hmm. of the total package, pal. And, and this is one that maybe you could argue future projection for Roman Reigns, too. Yeah. Like, obviously, right now, Cena is a bigger celebrity, but I'm more so looking at this from the lens of, like, okay, is Cena's prime and Roman Reigns' prime? Cena was more well-known for being a wrestler. And you and I have spoke about this before. I think Cena is the most well-known wrestler for being a wrestler. Right. People know Dwayne right. Johnson as an actor. People don't know The Rock as a wrestler. I mean, yeah, people do, but not as many people know him as a wrestler as people that know him as an actor. Cena's on that level. Roman Reigns in his prime right now, I think he, he brings that same level of celebrity. What do people know Hulk Hogan for? Oh, my God. I don't know. Anyway, 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 sorry, don't get sidetracked. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Reigns within five years, he'll be like a like a Batista almost. He'll be in Hollywood. He'll he'll be in like one or two of these like big time movies, and he'll just be known as kind of like he'll be getting known as like the actor sort of thing. But yeah, I agree. Cena is known as like like the the big time like the wrestler who everyone knows who is just really recognizable. That's Cena. Um, Reigns, as I said, within a few years, he'll be known as like a, a big time movie star in, a, in big action movies. He was in Hobbs and Shaw as like a supporting role, but he's going to have, in my prediction, and I'll say a fair, fair few people's, within five years, he's involved in one or two big Hollywood blockbusters as like a main sort of act, as like a lead action movie type hero guy. And his career is just going to take off and he's going to be known more so as a movie star within 10 years. But yeah, for now... Yeah, Cena takes this category for what do we call this category, Kevin? Mainstream appeal, I guess. Yeah, mainstream appeal, uh, outside of the ring, you know, whatever you want to call it. All right, let's get a little more juicy, if you will. Okay. Right, let's talk about in-ring ability. Uh, right. I- I'll kick this one off. When you look at in-ring ability, I I feel like these guys are pretty similar. Yeah. In terms of entering, yeah. I, I don't think that either, neither one of these guys is like a Will Ospreay or a Kenny Omega or a Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels. Neither one of them are cut from that elk. Um, I, I think they're both capable of having good matches, bell to bell, with with the right opponent. You know, you put Reigns mm-hmm. in there with Kevin Owens, it's going to be a good match. You put Cena in there with like an AJ Styles, it's going to be a good match. I think they're, they're both similar in that aspect, that they have to rely on a quote, work rate competitor to get like a good classic in-ring match out of the other but how do you feel pal i think that's fair um i think with cena particularly the big narrative for years was that he couldn't wrestle 
And that's because for many years, it was just the same match format, which is what pissed people off. And I mean, Reigns was the victim of this when he was like pushed as the top baby face for five years. Everyone was booing him. It was very much just he'd be kind of beaten up, even though he's like bigger than his opponent most of the time. He's more jacked. He's just better. He'd be beaten up. He'd, he'd be like the classic baby face. And then he hit his five moves of doom and win. And a bunch of people hated it because it wasn't very good. Um, and then you got to like back Kevin 2015, 2016, 2017 for Cena. And he starts facing AJ Styles. He wrestles against Seth Rollins. He wrestles against these guys who are more, you know, the, of the great workers. Like I know Cena wrestled against Punk in 2011 and like a match or two in 2012 and 13. Those were excellent. But really, Kevin, Cena started wrestling against like the workers, like the, the indie work rate guys in 2015 and on. And then you really, then you thought, okay, Cena actually is quite good in the ring. It was just how they were booking him for the matches was just poor. And really, I think Roman is much the same. Like when Roman is booked as the, the underdog babyface in a match who's getting beaten up for a bunch of it, it's crap. It's not good. He's in the ring. He, he's not very good. Like, and most people are in that situation. But then, Kevin, nowadays, I think the style of Reigns matches, he's a great in-ring guy for different reasons. He won't hit the, the, the 720 plancha Mishinoku flip on you, but he'll deliver his offense. He'll talk to the camera. He'll engage the crowd. He'll tell a fantastic story, which to me is what in-ring's about, telling a story. So, yeah, I, I think you're splitting hairs with this. I think Cena was not great in the ring for a long period of time. We didn't really see him being very good in the ring. <clears throat> We'd see him versus Bray Wyatt. We'd see him versus whoever, Alex Riley versus The Miz, versus guys who don't, can't bring the best out of him. But against guys like Punk, guys like Styles, we saw the best of Cena. So, Kevin, I'd say I, I'm going to give this one a tie, honestly, for me. Um, but, yeah, over to you. Now, now, here's where I would say Roman has the edge over Cena in this category. I think Roman Reigns could have a, a a good match with more people than Cena could have a good match with. Agree. You look at Cena and his matches with The Miz, guys like that, they're not good. Now, Cena's not really capable of bringing people up, you know? People that can't wrestle as good as he can. He can't bring them up. He's more stagnant, stays in his style. He's someone that needs, like I said, a guy like Shawn Michaels to bring Cena up to that level. Where I think Roman could take a guy like the Miz, and I think he, Roman and Miz could have a great match. Personally, I, I think they they could have a match that people could buy into, whatever reason, whatever that is. But I think Roman is capable of doing that. Where Cena, not so much. But what do you think? I 100 percent agree with that, and like I remember vividly, look back to the late 2020. So Reigns has the stuff of Jay Uso. Which, it's Jey Uso, right? So at the time, he was a tag team guy. You couldn't tell from his brother. Like, Jey Uso, really, of all people. This is just a random guy. Reigns has two, basically, objective five-star matches with the guy. These incredible, emotional, storytelling matches. Phenomenal, like, bouts. And then he has a great match against Drew McIntyre. And then a great match against Kevin Owens. And then there was a thing around Royal Rumble time two years ago, Kevin, where they're going to do... And they were teasing Roman Reigns versus Adam Pearce. So a guy who hasn't wrestled in years and is literally just some random authority figure on the show, some just random. And I was actually annoyed we didn't get that because that match would have been legitimately good because as you're saying, Roman Reigns can get a, a, as you say, a better match out of just randoms, out of anyone. 
which I guess from an in-ring standpoint would maybe make it better, I'd say. And after hearing what you just said, I'm now going to give this category to Reigns. I was a bit more neutral, but I mean, that point you make, Roman could get a better match out of random Joe Blow backstage than Cena could. I agree with that, 100%. And now if we're talking like bell-to-bell work rate, I do think Cena is better in that category. Like, I think Cena does better moves. Um, I think Cena has more action-packed, quick-paced matches. I think he's more capable of that. I think Reigns can kind of slip into one-dimensional territory at, at times. You know, like, he needs to rely on heavy on storytelling. Like you said, the, the camera work, working camera, working the crowd. Yeah. Where I think Cena, he's a guy that could just go in there and tear the house down with, like, like a Sami Zayn and put on, like, a 20-minute, like, work-rate classic match. Right? I don't think Reigns is capable of that level. But I do think the interest, from an interest standpoint, I think Roman Reigns could have more captivating, more interesting matches overall. I think that's also part of it too. So it's really, it's an interesting topic. It's it's probably like the, the one with the most meat on the bone, if you will. And then if we're talking storytelling, like that, I think that's a whole category, a separate category um, in and of itself. Sorry, sorry. You mentioned Cena's like work, right? Yeah. Just before? So are you saying that John Cena doing the sixth move of Doom, the, the lightning fist move, he did it <laughs> and you're telling me that's great work, right? That Reigns just, he doesn't match up to that power. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cena doing the lightning fist at Super, yeah, wow. Well, oh. I, I think Cena, on. all right, so Cena, I'll elaborate more. Kevin, Kevin, Karen. Cena, he, his matches... How do I how do I phrase this? All right, so I'll I'll start with this. I was never one of those people that subscribed to the theory of oh Cena can't wrestle. I always thought that was just hate, irrational hate for the sake of hating Cena. I always thought Cena was a pretty good wrestler, for all intents and purposes. But you look at his matches with like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, guys of that nature, some all all time classics. Even with Batista, you put Jericho in there. Cena had great matches with all those guys. Uh, particularly, I think about the that Raw one-hour classic match they had with Michaels. I think about the WrestleMania 22 match with Triple H. <clears throat> um, was the one yeah. with Batista. SummerSlam 08. That was really good. I, I don't think Roman Reigns is capable of hitting that next level. I don't think we've seen that great singular Roman Reigns one-on-one match. Like Maybe you could argue his match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. And that's maybe his best match overall from an in-ring bell-to-bell perspective. I just think Cena's had more classics. Just, I think he has. Like You think about the, some of his later classics. The, the SummerSlam match with Rollins. The SummerSlam match with Daniel Bryan. The Royal Rumble match with AJ Styles. Just those three matches alone, I don't think Roman Reigns has come close in terms of like a singular match. Has come close to that level. Because those matches... <sighs> As far as the style of match, those are so different to the ones because I, I could list you Reigns the matches against Jay Uso and say that that Hell in a Cell match was the best match of Reigns' career. I could say that because I and also the Super Show, not Super Show. I'm still thinking about Cena's Lightning Fist. I'm stuck on that. <laughs> but but you mentioning the the Reigns and Daniel Bryan fast lane match was that you doing 2015 or 2021? Uh, 15, 15. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that was during the whole yeah Reigns can't wrestle. Reigns sucks. Boo, and then he had a, a pretty good match with Brian. Um, like that was, you know, that was good objectively. But yeah, I think for like a soul, like a like you need to have one Roman Reigns match. Show us, you know, what what Roman Reigns is about as an in ring guy in one match. I'd show you Jey Uso Hell in a Cell. 
I'd show you that. Oh yeah. I think that match that everything about Roman Reigns in the ring, it was that match personified it. Um yeah, obviously I don't think that match is as mainstream, not arrivable as the ones you're listing against a Triple H at WrestleMania or a Shawn Michaels on a, a big WrestleMania or a Batista at SummerSlam. That doesn't have, I guess, the 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 kind of you know the name and the the star power of that. This was a match in the Thunderdome inside a Hell in a Cell in October of 2020. Like it's hardly a match that compares when you talk about grandeur. But from a purely in-ring standpoint, a match like that's like a masterpiece in a way that the same those senior matches were not, by and large. So yeah, it, it, it's 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 a back and forth one, as you say. It's a it's the most contentious one on here. It's the most like debatable, I think. With mm. this, it's a personal preference thing. Um, but yeah, I'll take Reigns. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely taking Cena in this category. By a okay. large margin. A large margin, you say? Yes. Okay, hold on. I'll hold up. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you go, before you go in, let me let me state my case. You All mentioned right. that Roman Reigns with Jey Uso match. That's a ma- No disrespect yeah. to Roman Reigns. That's a match that happened on a Hell in a Cell pay per view. Mm-hmm. Cena at the grandest stage of them all. Cena has had that one classic with Triple H, another classic with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 23. That's two Hold alone. Up. And that's it. And that, but that's it, though. That's the only classics that Cena has had at WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Cena was getting booed out of the building when he was a babyface at WrestleMania 23. It was a classic match. Oh, my God. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Classic. That match is going to be remembered. It's going to be thought about. It's going to be talked about for years, years longer than that Roman Reigns and Jey Uso match will be. And I love that match, and I agree with everything you said about it. But it's just on a different level. And then the other three matches that I mentioned. The, the SummerSlam matches with Rollins and, and Brian. Okay, we'll put those aside. They're, they were great in-ring matches, but they don't have the same storytelling, the same significance to the wrestling business that Roman and Jey Uso had. But that match with AJ Styles and Roy Rumble. That match, and then Cena's match with Punk at um at Money in the Bank. Those are the holy grail of John Cena's in ring in ring catalog. Those two matches alone are on a different level, completely than Ro- than Roman Reigns' best matches. But whatever, whichever one you want to argue, whether it's Roman and Brian at Fastlane 15, Roman and Jey Uso at Hell in a Cell, those two Cena matches, Money in the Bank 2011, Royal Rumble 2017, those two matches are at a different level, completely. They're up there with like Taker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. They're up there with Bret and Austin at WrestleMania 13. They're up there with Bret Hart versus Bulldog at SummerSlam 92. They're on a different level that Reigns does not even. Reigns doesn't have a single match that has entered that category yet. He may have one one day, but not yet. I'll give you. I'll give you the Money in the Bank match with Cena and Punk. That was like a legendary iconic. I'll give you that. I'm still hung up on the fact that you called the WrestleMania 22 main event with Triple H a Kevin. That match is most famous for Punk coming out on the side of the, the, oh the car entrance and Cena getting booed as a babyface, getting booed out of the building when he's supposed to be a big how, star. How old were you again when that match took place? Kevin, I've watched it twice. I, now, I've seen where, this where, where were you, though, when it was live? When it was happening live, pal? Oh, my God. That's not a reason why. Kevin, where were you in the 80s and 90s? Were you watching then? We're you not know, talking about, about the 80s and 90s. Kevin, you're saying, oh, my God, pal. <laughs> that match wasn't a classic. The WrestleMania 2020 main event was not a classic. No. It's the best match from that. that show. I mean, from that show, perhaps. It wasn't some classic. Like, it no. Was. It definitely was. That bias. That is bias. I'm not having that. It's definitely a I'm classic match. It's, it's arguably 
Triple H's best WrestleMania main event. And Triple H has had a lot of WrestleMania main events, and a lot of them have sucked. And that one's arguably his best. That, bro, that match cemented John Cena as the superstar that he is. It was like, okay, in 05 at WrestleMania 21, he beat JBL. It was like, oh, wow, nice. He beat JBL. Okay, cool. But then when that match took place, everybody thought Triple H was going to win. It was like, okay, the Cena experiment is over. You know, Cena's, he had a nice little run, a year-long run. Triple H is going to come in. Oh, we're going to get a, another, um, uh, what's, what, what's the phrase? Uh, what do they call it? Reign of Terror. Yeah, we're going to get another Reign of Terror. And that's it. Cena's going to just be marginalized. That match puts Cena just in the mainstream. That, that's something we don't see anymore in WWE. We, we just don't see it. They had a chance to do it with Reigns and Lesnar at WrestleMania 31, where Lesnar could have said, all right, Reigns is the guy. That was the passing of the torch moment. Triple H was the biggest star left in WWE from the Attitude Era, biggest full-time star. He gave Cena his stamp of approval in the mainstream. Yeah, people hated Cena. They booed him out the building. But if, <laughs> if, 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 Triple, H, if Triple H pedigrees Cena in one, two, three, and that's it, the bell rings, Cena does not have the career that he has. We're not talking about Cena the same way that we are right now. That match was important in a lot of in a lot of areas. I'm gonna protect that match, pal. That match was important to a lot of people from the, from the ruthless aggression era. It just it's important oh, okay. for Cena's career. Right. I've heard enough. Kevin's gatekeeping the WrestleMania 22 main event. Okay, fine. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna make your opinion change on that. But pal, I will say this, Kevin. Which of Cena's WrestleMania matches are better as a as a solo match? are better than the WrestleMania 37 main event with Reigns, Edge, and Bryan. Cena and Michaels? Cena and Triple H? Cena, not Cena and Triple H! No! No! <laughs> they're, they're 10 times better than that triple threat match. Oh my god! And I was live! <laughs> I was in the building for that triple threat match! I was sitting there in the crowd with my girlfriend watching that match. I was there. And I'm saying this. Okay? That match was... Has, that match was phenomenal. Cena Michaels, I'll give you that match was really good. That was a really good match. Um, and Cena Rock, once the, the first one, the match wasn't as great as Cena Michaels, but I thought that, that match was, too. Oh, that one too. That's better. That that one too. I, I'm forgetting once in a lifetime. Cena's had three Holy Grail WrestleMania main events, and that and, and Cena and Rock. That match is better. You could say technically the Triple Threat match was a better technical match, but overall. The full spectacle of pro wrestling, Cena and Rock was a better match than that triple threat match at WrestleMania 37. A spectacle of pro wrestling, obviously. When you have Cena and Rock, that's, that's a better spectacle, 100%. But from a match perspective, I'm just saying that that triple threat was damn good. Damn good. Because I, I, Kevin, that match that was not better. That, ba- that triple threat match at 37 was not better than Cena and Rock. I can't with that. I can't with that, pal. That was not anyway. better than Cena and Rock, pal. Better for different reasons. Cena Rock was a 35-minute match where half of it was them staring at each other. That's fine. So, it's better than, just, that match is better than anything Roman has done in his career. The build was way better. I'll give you and, that. Everything about that. it. The build, the match, the, the aftermath. Everything about that was better than anything Reigns has done in his career. The aftermath was better? Everything, pal. A year-long storyline with Cena feuding with Tensai and John Laronitis? <laughs> hey, we got some good stuff in there, too. We got Cena, Brian... You know, good stuff. No, that wow. wasn't that wasn't the aftermath, pal. I'm forgetting. No, we got Cena Lesnar. Cena Lesnar, that was great. Yeah, Cena burying Brock Lesnar in extreme. Well, that was fantastic. Oh yeah, Brock Lesnar is so buried, pal. He's he's still the biggest star in WWE wow. when he decides wow. to show up. He's a bigger star than your beloved Roman Reigns whenever Brock Lesnar decides okay. to make his presence felt. Him. And it was like, what was that? And then the, three weeks later, Cena lost to John Laronitis. What a way to build up a star, pal. 
What a way to bring back Brock. Just have Cena beat him, of course. Yeah, and he's doing fine. Brock is doing fine. Pal, I'm, I'm not saying Cena buried him the same way he buried Rusev, Wade Barrett, Alex Riley. Like all Alex those guys. Riley, oh my God. Pal, Cena buried him backstage and on screen, <laughs> and you know it. You know it, and I know it, pal. I know, I made a whole video about it, pal, but come on. It's that, for context, that, that Alex Riley is not even... He shouldn't even be in the same breath with Brock Lesnar, pal. Yeah, get the shovel out, John. Get the shovel out. Throw some dirt on his career. Bury him. <laughs> Look um, at that. You're losing your voice, pal. Pal, John Cena. Oh, anyway, it, it is pal? my turn. <laughs> it is my turn. <laughs> what was the next category, pal? Oh, so we're done. With, you were done with this category. So we're just gonna call oh, it. You, you're giving it to Reigns, and I'm giving it to Cena, right? Oh, I, I've. Uh, wait, we're still okay. That one took a big turn, and we started yelling at each other. So this was still the in-ring category, yes? Yes, I, I'm giving that to Cena. Uh, Cena in ring is an eight. Right. What's Reigns to you? Seven. I think okay. it's. Cl I think it's close. Reasonable. Yeah. If you said Reigns was like a five, I would have just. I would have just ended the ended the podcast. <laughs> um, no, I think in ring. I think Reigns is a bit better, but obviously catalog of matches due to the the, the career length, particularly Cena takes it just due to catalog. Um, in that regard, but I think Reigns is just he's better in the ring. Just I think it's close. Hey, we're talking and catalog. Reigns has been around for eleven years, pal. Oh my god, Cena's been around for twenty two. We we didn't even Bro. talk. We didn't even talk about um, Roman Reigns' Shield days too. I mean, he had they had some great matches. I know, right? Matches. Oh my god! But you don't want to mention Shield White family matches or any of the other. Ma Kevin, disgraceful. Anyway, next. What's the next category, pal? Storytelling. Oh. Are you gonna t are you gonna tell me this is close? I I think. I think this is the one category that we've debated so far that Reigns has the edge on. Mm -hmm. And I, I think out of every category that you could bring up, every objective category, that you could say that there were some that I designed to give Cena the, the, the win, whatever. But I think they're all important to what makes a wrestler a wrestler. Um, this is the one that, that Reigns has for sure. In storytelling, he's he's the clear, better storyteller. The, the, only, the only thing that Cena's done that's even on the same level as this Bloodline story, as a long-term story, yep. is the storyline with Punk at Money in the Bank 2011. Really? I was going to say the, the once-in-a-lifetime against The Rock. I thought yeah, that was... that too. I yeah. Thought that was yeah. yeah, but that was so riddled with, like, The Miz. You had The Miz out there, and, you know, <laughs> you had The Miz and Alex Riley dancing with balloons, and... We had we had a, a WrestleMania 27 that was just a, a commercial for WrestleMania 28. People paid seventy five dollars for a commercial for for the year the following year's WrestleMania. So th there's a lot of stuff that you could poke holes in. I, mean, I I think the three weeks the what the three to seven eight weeks prior to to WrestleMania 28 was great, but I wouldn't say that's like a good consistent year long story. Yeah, the, yeah, the, that's that's very fair. I think I'm getting the last like from like the Royal Rumble through WrestleMania 28. I'm getting like how good that was, confused with the Rock and Cena versus Awesome Truth at a pay per view with the Miz with all that other rubbish that was involved. So. Yeah, that, don't forget the crowd that was chanting for Zack Ryder at, at that Survivor Series while the Rock's in there cutting a promo. That's that disgusting. That is disgusting. Yeah, There's so it? much wrong. The chank of Matt Cardona, pal. That's the guy you're telling me he's better not getting. You, you said Reigns wins this category. So, yeah, no, nah, I think 
that bloodline, what we're seeing with the bloodline right now, Kevin, when I was growing up watching Cena for those years in his absolute prime, I, I wasn't viewing Cena's stories the same way I'm viewing this Reign story. It was pretty just like, okay, Cena's the main event and he's, you know, the, the biggest star they have. He's the biggest face. Um, but it's kind of just like, okay, he's feuding with Kane, embrace the hate, pal. Oh, he's having a match with John Laronitis. Oh, he's feuding with Big Show now. Oh, he's feuding with Big Show again. Oh, there's another punk match. Oh, he's feuding with Ryback. He's feuding with Sheamus. Oh, he's feuding with Bray Wyatt. Oh, he's feuding with Rusev. And it's just like, okay, cool. It was kind of there. It was This, from a storyline perspective, has you compelled to watch Raw and SmackDown, well, mainly SmackDown, but just week to week, you want to see what's happening. So, yeah, Kevin, we'll give Roman this one. Um, Cena has had some good ones. I'm not saying Cena's been a bad storyteller, but compared to what Reigns is doing right now, Cena has nothing that compares to who this is. Yeah, and as an in-ring storyteller too, I think Reigns is better at like working the body parts and telling a good story in a match. A lot of times with Cena, it's just like, okay, Cena's gonna no sell moves, you know, and then he's gonna he's gonna take a few moves from Ziggler, he's gonna sell them pretty well, and then it's all right, attitude adjustment, one, two, three, on to the next, on to the next city, pal. Oh, wait, so you're telling me it's SummerSlam 2010 when Cena was getting beat up by the entire Nexus. <laughs> it was just Gabriel and Wade Barrett, the future star of the company, against just Cena. Cena was dead and buried, dead to rights in the ring. They, they, they literally left him for a moment. Justin Gabriel got back in the ring. He got taken out. One, two, three. Wade Barrett comes in. STF, I'd make you tap out, Sination. I'll bury the future of the company, Sination. <laughs> Uh, Wade Barrett was never the future of the company. I hate that narrative. Wade Barrett, like, what, what were they gonna do with Wade Barrett at the top of WWE? You have Wade Barrett main eventing WrestleMania 28 against The Rock after he beat <laughs> Cena at SummerSlam 2010. That, like that oh, was so that was so terrible that people thought Wade Barrett was the next face of the company. Like, come on. This is the thing with saying like none of the, a lot of the guys he like buried. They weren't gonna be the next like star for 10 years it's like he was beating roman reigns three out of three times on pay-per-view it wasn't like that but these guys could have had actual like good upper mid-card main event careers that cena just you know took a big hit to in all these cases but nonetheless kevin we move we know cena's a burial artist we'll carry on (laughs) carry on oh man wow okay but let's see what's the next category we got here pal Trying to think, did we hit everything? I think we hit every category that I had planned. Is there one you want to throw out to? Um, I mean, this one, I, I'll, I'll throw you a bone here just to, to help out. Discuss this. I'm um, just with entrance. Um, I know you kind of mentioned with, I guess, um, uh, the hot kind of the the, re- the wrestling package sort of thing, but just with entrance. Um, Cena takes it. I want to say, uh, Cena's entrance is just that iconic. Li- like literally, little children on the playgrounds still sing that song, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, if they're not, you know, doing TikTok dances or anything, they're they're oh they're, they're singing, singing theme song, pal. Um, yeah, no, Cena wins that one. Reigns' theme song is cool. It's probably one of the best theme songs I have in wrestling today. And his entrance is stick. But yeah, Cena's entrance. There's something about him. All those WrestleManias, Kevin. Cena comes out. He's doing the you can't see me. Holds a little towel up and he runs down to the ring. You've got like a marching band or you got all the the Cena lookalikes or you know MGK performing like. Cena's entrance is just clear reigns. That's what I'd say. So. Absolutely, pal. I agree. Cena's entrance yeah. is iconic. You know, Cena's entrance is on a different level. The, the theme song, the, arguably the most recognizable theme song in wrestling history. People just recognize that. Dun, 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 dun. 
Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you could be, it's, it's up there with Austin's glass break, but I think it surpassed Austin's glass break. That, that's just me. <clears throat> it's kind of hard to have this debate, pal. I mean, Cena seems to have Reigns just destroyed in every category, pal. Do you, do you want to fight, fight for your boy? Slanderous comment. That is not true. Do you want to fight, fight for your boy, pal? Young talent. Or what, who's winning that category, pal? Oh, yeah. That, that's all you got, pal. Yeah, you have to resort to, to minimal oh insults, pal. Star Wars promo, pal. What what a young what a young talent did Cena Berry that was gonna be the future of the company? Alex Riley? You're telling me Alex Riley was gonna be the next face of WWE, pal? Alex Riley was gonna be on Jimmy Fallon with the WWE championship talking about how great it is to be an employee of Vince McMahon's company. Pal, you're telling me you're telling me that, pal? Alex Riley's your example, pal. Pal, Alex Riley sucked, but Kev, my point is Cena never gave a bunch of these guys the chance to even get to a potential Kevin main Owens, event career. He let Kevin Owens beat him. He let a fat, out of shape Ring of Honor guy beat him in his first match in, in WWE on the main roster. That was when, Kevin, that was when Cena wasn't the top guy anymore. And Brock Lesnar killed him at SummerSlam 2014 and, yep. and ended his run as the top guy. You think, yep. Hulk, you think Hulk Hogan would have allowed that, brother? No. Cena is more generous. That, that he gets credit for. Hulk Hogan would not have allowed that. Stone Cold would not have allowed that. Stone Cold quit when Vince McMahon asked him to put over Brock Lesnar. CM Punk would have walked out. Shawn Michaels would not have allowed that. John, but John Cena did. How generous is John Cena at SummerSlam 2010? Yeah, there, there you go, pal. I, I won. What are, what are you? Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, the fact so that you, you have to bring that up. The fact that you that that's all you got. You have nothing to to to, to refute what I just said. Yeah, really generous, really generous, pal. Let's just let's just single-handedly bury the Nexus. That's 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 your superstar, right? That that's your man. The Nexus, like what? Th those guys still were okay. Daniel Bryan had a great career. Ryback had a great career. Uh, see, I'm refuting what you're saying, pal. You still have not addressed what I just said about SummerSlam 2014. I, I, I'm I'm waiting for you to debate that, pal. What what the point that another guy would have been as generous? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, yeah. Are you telling me that Terry Bollea would have been okay with that, pal? Pal, that was supposed to be Daniel Bryan, and Cena was just a placeholder in that situation, pal. Yeah, yeah, and Terry, you think Terry Bollea would have been a placeholder for Daniel Bryan? I mean, no. he would have just said something racist and got out of it, so... And, and Shawn Michaels would have done that? Ric Flair, I mean, Bret Hart, have, CM Punk. Your GOAT, CM Punk, would not have done that, pal. Oh my god, now you're saying CM Punk's my GOAT, this guy, this guy over here. Your goat, Philip Jack Brooks, oh, would have said that doesn't wow. work for me, brother. Pal, my goat refuses to have a staff infection and not get cut out, pal. <laughs> wow. But yeah, no, Kevin, as I was saying, in conclusion, Cena wins, lol, just like most of his career. Um, and yeah, Reigns isn't far off in a number of these categories. Maybe in five, ten years, it'll be a different discussion. Um, for now, Cena clears Reigns. I'm on the whole. Uh, Reigns, storytelling-wise... He's better. Um, he's, he's, this Cena even had life. a better video game cover than Reigns. Well, I'm, I have got to dispute that. Reigns was 2K20. <laughs> that. that's, that's ridiculous. That, that, that point is just not fair, Kevin. Cena has a okay. better Instagram account. Cena has a better Twitter account. Oh, Cena does not have a better Twitter account. He's just Cena's motivational Twitter account. A that's Cena's Twitter. Reigns' yeah. Twitter is actually funny. He buries the current talent in a funny way that actually puts wow. them over. 
Wow, so you so you're okay when Reigns buries Young Town, but you're not okay when Cena does it. No, pal, because when Reigns does it, it's actually it's entertaining, it's good, and it actually helps the storyline. Are, are, are we gonna talk about the fact that Reigns buried talent? Reigns sent talent like Daniel Bryan and Cesaro to AEW, pal, because he buried them so badly they couldn't recover. And maybe because neither of them are any good. Maybe that's why. No, oh, but but Wade Barrett and the Nexus are good. Pal, Wade Barrett could have been a main event star. No, he could pal. not have. You don't even believe that. You don't even believe oh, that. God. You don't Kevin. even believe that. Kevin, do you you support SummerSlam 2010? Yes, I do. Oh my! <laughs> of course, they bro. They still became stars. Daniel Bryan and Ryback still became stars. Wyndham Rotunda still became a star. He, 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 just in that match, like, just bringing him up. Like, good, good Kevin. for Cena for for using his place as a as a star. That was the one time where Cena threw his weight around and oh was like, "No, God. I'm John Cena. I'm not losing to this bum, Wade Barrett." Good for him, Kevin. Bro, he, he lost clean to Daniel Bryan, bro. Oh my God, Shawn Michaels would have left the company if if, if Vince would have had him lose to Daniel Bryan. Baseball, that was the story. Oh, whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Cena is more generous, pal. <laughs> this debate shouldn't even have been a debate. Cena's in the Mount Rushmore conversation. Roman Reigns has not even cracked the top thirty all time yet. And yet, you've still spent like an hour arguing with me over it. That shows you the basis for a bunch of this comparison. Yeah, maybe yeah. one day Reigns. Maybe one day this will be a closer debate. But Reigns will be in Hollywood yeah. next by next year, pal. So I think we've seen the end of Reigns' career already. Also, one more question. What was the storyline from WrestleMania 22's main event with Cena and Triple H? What was the story there? It was the Attitude Era versus the New Era. And the New Era got received so well, booed out of the building. Yeah, and, and he's the biggest celebrity to ever come from wrestling. So I, yeah, think he did, I think he did all right. Ten years later. Come on now. I think he did all right, pal. Come on now. This is just... I think he did all right Kevin, Classic match. Kevin, this, got, this got hated. This got hated. There was some shouting. Um, I'd like to say thanks to the podcast. It was a good show. Um, will we will we be back for another relate hate show? Waits to be seen. Um, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. <laughs> and yeah, any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, just um, John Cena annihilated Roman Reigns. This should not have been a debate, and it was great. Just sticking it to you, pal. Reminding you that Cena's better. This is just this is, this is Kevin. This is a circus. What you just said there. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. Thank you all for listening. And yeah, will will we be will we be back with another Elite Heat episode? Remains to be seen. But for now, is this, this is the end of Elite Heat? Am I basically Skip Bayless trying to argue the unarguable just for the sake of views? Waits to be seen. So yeah, thanks for watching. Elite Heat out. Peace.